0: You're listening to Mind Your OT Business, a podcast to empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners and others to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, the ever honest, always 100% real, Laura Park Figueroa. I'm the founder and owner of Outdoor Kids OT, a leader in the nature-based therapy movement, as well as a business coach for therapist entrepreneurs exclusively in my Business Bedrocks group coaching program. I hope that what you hear on this podcast will empower you to take action, even when you feel a little bit afraid. So are you ready to take action? Let's jump in. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode in the Enneagram series. Well, the first episode after the intro episode, but... We are doing the Enneagram One today. So I'm going to call this the first episode. So Krista Fromm, who is an OT, is here. She lives in Chelan, Washington. Is that how you say it, Krista? Chelan. Chelan, Washington. Chelan, Washington. Chelan, Washington. But she has an online business where she does copywriting. And I was just saying before we hit record that I am so excited to see more OTs going into the copywriting business. So Krista runs the Krista from agency and she helps businesses draw in their ideal customer through copy, which is just writing for a customer. She does website content, social posts, emails, and sales pages. And she's worked with a wide variety of small businesses and really loves the challenge that that provides because she just wants to help businesses have a positive impact in the world. So welcome Krista. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here, and I really love Enneagram Ones, and I want to talk with you about, I, I really don't see anything, supposedly every type has their positives and negatives, but the Ones are people I really admire because they just seem to have everything together all the time, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So, but I do know there are challenges to being a one. So we've been kicking off while I've recorded. This is actually, even though it's the first episode that will air, this is the last episode that I'm recording, which is kind of funny. So I'm saying this, I've been starting all the episodes by reading from the Enneagram Institute website, the description of the type. So I'm going to read about the Enneagram one here. You are the reformer, the rational, idealistic type Principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic ones are conscientious and ethical with a strong sense of right and wrong. They are teachers, crusaders, and advocates for change, always striving to improve things, but afraid of making a mistake. Well-organized, orderly, and fastidious. I like that word. They try to maintain high standards, but can slip into being critical and perfectionistic. They typically have problems with resentment and impatience. At their best, they are wise, discerning, realistic, and noble, can be morally heroic. So the basic fear of a one, is of being corrupt or evil or defective. The basic desire is to be good, to have integrity, to be balanced. And then we talk a little bit about, and I'm going to talk about this in the intro episode. If you haven't listened, I didn't say that when we started, if you haven't listened to the introduction episode and you don't know what I'm talking about with all this Enneagram stuff, go back and listen to the episode before this, before you keep listening. So the Enneagram one with a nine wing, so that's kind of, they lean towards the number nine is called the idealist. That's a perfectionist with a peacemaker. The Enneagram one with a two wing is the advocate. That's a perfectionist with a helper leaning towards the helper. So I've been kind of starting asking people if they know their wing or if they really identify truly with their one number. And what would you say to that, Krista? I think I would probably have the
1: helper wing, just as you've uh-huh. talked about OTs and the that just that desire to make others succeed. Yeah. Improve themselves. Yeah. And so it's a hard balance between trying to do everything exactly on your own and perfect. Uh-huh. And then trying to allow people choice and freedom to make their choices in their Yes.
0: Yeah. So what do you, what do you kind of resonate with in that description that I just read? Does it, does it feel like, oh my gosh, that's me? Quite a bit of it does,
1: especially kind of the perfectionist tendencies. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that's part of why I like writing because you can comb back through it so many times and really make sure that it's exactly how you want it. Although that tends to lead me to take too much time on projects Because I will go over it again and again and again and again until I'm finally like, I just have to let it go and just hope
0: for the best. Right. And that can affect when you're doing copywriting, that can affect your bottom line of take-home pay, right? Like you have to be able to get efficient at it to have it be good enough so that you can actually make a living wage doing what you're doing. So that's an interesting conundrum you have in your business there. So
1: Just recently, I was feeling not great about something and I... Uh had other people look at it and the feedback was okay. And I told my husband, I'm like, I just am not a fan of, I don't know. I just don't think I have it right, but I turned it in anyway. And she wrote back like 10 minutes later and said, I love it. And I'd also like you to do this other project for me.
0: And you're like, okay, oh. good lesson for me to remember, write this yeah. down, review this the next time I'm obsessing over all the details, right? <laughs> yes. Just turn it in. It's better yeah. than you think it is. <laughs> right. Right. So I would say better done than perfect. And it's like, not to say we should do cruddy work, but really it gets to a point. I think a lot of OTs can resonate with that, that we really want to do quality work. Mm -hmm. I think it comes from that inferiority complex that we have where we're always having to explain (laughs) who we are to people. And so we really- I would say the majority of OTs really want to do quality work because we feel like we have something to prove, you know, like, yeah. and, and we should be doing quality work because that's what makes people understand how valuable we are, but it can, it can get to this perfectionistic kind of obsession with like fear of not putting anything out there if it's not absolutely perfect. And so I think it's a good message for us all to hear from you as a one that you can do quality work, but get it to where it's good enough and let it go. Yes. <laughs> so. yes. Yeah, And I
1: also would, when I, I worked home healthcare for a lot of years Mm -hmm. and there's just so many different bathrooms and so many different unique circumstances. Yeah, And if I couldn't figure it out on the evaluation and have a plan, it would just sit with me until I had it problem solved and I'd be up at night and just, it's just that like, sometimes I think reading the one description, we get stuck on something Mm -hmm. and you just can't move on until you have it worked out and figured out and you have their problem solved. So yeah. Yeah. It can be a little
0: consuming. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me a little bit about this might, this is a random question that I didn't intend to ask, but tell me a little bit about what it was like as a one working for an employer. They can be
1: frustrating because other people maybe aren't doing things to the level that Hmm. you want everything to be done. Yeah. So it was a lot of just trying to stay in my lane and let things
0: go that, was going on around me. Yeah. 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 Without kind of expecting the whole world to be perfect, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Yeah. 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 It kind of
1: says when you're at our worst, we can be very critical. And yeah. Sure. That would definitely be true. There's times I have to stop and check myself, especially with my family, you know, because mm-hmm. that's when we really let our emotions out, but I just have to be like, you know, nobody's perfect. Yeah. And so just back off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, in this tool, I mean, people will hear me say this in future episodes. I really do feel like self-awareness is so important as an entrepreneur, but also in our personal lives. I mean our, our people closest to us like how you said in your home with your family like those are the people who see our real unhealthy selves, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and usually we tend to hold it together at business or at work mm-hmm. or in our jobs, you know, while while we're running our businesses. But man, the people close to us really get to see when we're feeling unhealthy in our in our Enneagram type, if we're going to stay focused on the Enneagram here. Mm-hmm. And I think that just, just being aware, just the awareness that the tool of the Enneagram gives you can really help business relationships, but also your personal relationships too. Cause it's all mm-hmm. part of who we are really, but yeah. So, okay. Tell me the, that for the first question we're, we're always kind of asking people is what are your biggest strengths as an Enneagram one running your business?
1: I think the ability to be organized and strive, mm-hmm. I mean, striving for perfection is sometimes a good thing because you're yeah. willing to put in a whole lot of work to get things changed or get things right yeah. to where you want them to be. And I mean, honestly, working by myself and for myself works out in my favor because I can set things up exactly how I want them. Right. <laughs> and I don't have to question why people are doing things different. Right. As long as I meet the client's needs, obviously, that I can go about it any way I want to and work anytime I want to and really set my
0: own schedule. Do you feel like that has made you enjoy your work more? Like since you're running your own business now, how long have you been in business? I didn't even ask you at the beginning. I
1: started it this year.
0: Okay. So very recently. So how has that process been for you? Like, do you feel a lot of freedom now? And like, do you feel joy and contentment at, at being able to make things how you want them? Or has it fed your perfectionist tendencies more? You know what I mean? Like (laughs) perfectionistic tendencies. Yeah. A little bit of
1: both. Yeah. Okay. I kind of have to check, check myself and keep that balance going, Mm -hmm. but it is nice to be able to step away from other work environments where Mm -hmm. I was felt frustrated that I couldn't get the changes that I felt needed to be made to get sure whether it be equipment for patients or certain services or yeah I can just step back and be like okay we're going to focus on something else for a while
0: yeah it's nice that you have the control in your own business to be able to make the systems what you would ideally like them to be yeah 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 on the flip side of that, what would your kryptonite be? Which it's like, you know, your mm-hmm. biggest challenge, like what's the hardest thing for you? We've kind of alluded a little to some things, but let's yeah, talk about I, that for a little bit.
1: I think the perfectionism can be a big barrier, especially mm-hmm. when being an entrepreneur, because we're not big on taking risks and yeah, it, you know, I'll overthink something for a really long time before stepping into it, which is, doesn't lead to growth very quickly. right? <laughs> Obviously nobody likes failing, but right <laughs> when you're a perfectionist, sometimes you're a little harder on yourself when you do fail. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it just kind of stifles growth is what I was thinking when I was reading it. Because when you mm-hmm. won't take a risk and step out there, then you're not going to grow in any of those yeah. areas.
0: What helped you do that when you started your business? What helped you take that risk? Just for other uh, ones that may be listening. I think I just got to the point where I was... Just just really
1: frustrated. Hmm. And the scheduling wasn't working out. The commuting into town wasn't working out. Things just weren't working. And conveniently, I got targeted for some ads that were about copywriting after having a discussion with somebody. Oh, interesting. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that has more potential than a lot of other things that I've looked into Mm -hmm. over the years. And so it just really came down to wanting to do something different bad enough that it was worth the risk to take.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I lost a lot of sleep
1: over it in that first week, I think.
0: (laughs) Oh, sure. I mean, I think everyone does. Yep. Yep. I think everyone does when they start something like that, but it's, it might be a little bit harder for people who are hesitant to take risks, right? Like just some, some personalities are just differently wired that way, you know, they're yeah. not as not as worried about it or whatever. So yeah. Okay. And then the last ish question I'm asking because I have one more I'm going to ask you at the end. That's a little surprise mm-hmm. that I didn't tell you about before, but it's <laughs> an easy one. Don't worry. But what do you dream as an Enneagram one? Like it's been really interesting for me to hear all these different people talking about what do you dream about for your business?
1: Well, I guess that All the systems and processes would be very smooth so Mm -hmm. that there's not hiccups and that my clients can get what they're looking for when they come or even more than what they're looking for really is what I like to do because I like to exceed expectations, not just meet them. Yeah. So that would be my dream that it just things run smoothly because all the processes are in order, we're organized and that they get more than what they were hoping for.
0: Yes, I resonate with that too. As an eight, I don't know why, but I just love systems and I love things to run smoothly. And Mm -hmm. I love maybe it's for an eight, maybe it's more control. We'll talk about the eight in like what nine more episodes, I guess. (laughs) People are listening to this, but the eight is the challenger, and control is like the thing that we like, basically extreme Mm -hmm. type A, you know. (laughs) But um, that's probably a, a misnomer. But but I love systems and I love things to work smoothly, it just gives mm-hmm. me a, a sense of security and control. So it's yeah. another thing to think about as we talk about the Enneagram. a lot of times it looks at your underlying motives for things and your fears about things, I think because it's it's like the one may really love systems because because you you want things to be perfect and efficient, right? And the eight may like things to, to have systems in place because we want control and we want that sense of control, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like the same thing, but it's kind of a different motivation. So I love how this tool really helps us understand how different people think and how different people approach the world. I just think it's a mm-hmm. really great tool. We'll delve into it more in the future episodes if you're listening yeah. to this one. Okay. So the last question that I've been asking people, which I think is the one that I, I didn't ask it on all. I started asking it midway through. so everyone forgive me when you listen to future episodes. If I didn't ask you this and I interviewed you, sorry. (laughs) But one thing I think is helpful for people who are listening to this to hear is what do you wish that other people knew about the Enneagram one, like how to interact with you in a Business type of setting, whether you're an employer that has ones as employees or whether you are a colleague working on a project with a Enneagram one, what is something you wish people knew about Enneagram ones? It probably relates to being perfectionist and
1: critical Hmm. when it comes across that way. I guess if people know that the heart behind it is to do what's right for everybody and get the job done and make sure it's just as good as it can be. It's not like being critical to try to break somebody down or to be mean when we're not kind of in check. It's being critical just to elevate everything to a better level and get more people's needs met.
0: Yes. And they, they Enneagram ones. I love that. I, that's a very good thing to remember that they're not doing it to be critical. They're doing it because they really want to make change in the world. They really want yeah. things to the world, to be the best place that it can be essentially. Like if yeah. we take it to a very high yeah. visionary level, like that's really good. And they, you know, Enneagram ones, I think can be a real impetus for your business to do greater things. You know, yeah. I, I know in my practice, one of my employees in the Enneagram one, and they have really pushed me to like, make the business better and co- continually improve systems and continually. And yes, it's felt critical at times yes, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like like it's okay. It's, it's a really good thing because the business is better because of it. And I, and I mm-hmm. think that that's something we should all be thankful for ones about that. They, they constantly push us to improve systems and to improve our businesses and to improve our lives really. So yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Krista, for coming on. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up?
1: I don't think so. I think that's it. Thank you
0: for having me. Yeah. I'm so glad you could come. Yeah. And I, again, I'm so happy that there's OT options for, for people to hire OTs who are copywriters now, because this is like new. I don't know any of anyone that was doing <laughs> that work in, in like past years. And now there's several people that I can refer people that I coach to. So that's, mm-hmm. it's really awesome. I'm glad that you exist in the world. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to write for OTs and therapists. Cause we yeah. Oh, tell it. people, tell people where they can find you. That's what I forgot. I, I was like, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Okay. Where, where do you hang out online? Like, where can they find out more about you if they are interested in copywriting services? Well, I have a website
1: that's www.kristafromagency.com. And yep. I also have an Instagram, which is also Krista from agency.
0: Okay. And it's K R I S T a mm-hmm. F is in Frank R a H M. Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Great. So Krista from agency, you can find her on Instagram and on her website. So I'm just going to take us out here and I'm going to tell you all to take a small step, even if it is not a perfect step, <laughs> all of us need this message, not just Enneagram ones, because those small steps are what make really great gains over time. So until next time, mind your OT business.